Hello and welcome to a, another of our parenting podcasts here at Life Central Church. And today I am joined by three parents who have got varying degrees of experience and they're just going to share um, some of their heart, uh, some of their experience, some of their stories um, and some of their failures as well um, as we look at how to spiritually lead your kids. It is a really, really important thing. For, for us to be engaging with, for us to be thinking about. And so joining me today, I've got Joy O'Boyle, I've got Vicky Welsh, and I've got Chris Turner. And I would like you guys to kick us off by introducing yourself. And Joy, you're going to go first. Tell us, um, you're, I've just said your name, so you don't need to worry about that one. Um, but um, the age of your kids, and tell me your biggest parenting fail. Okay, um, I've got one boy and three girls my oldest boy is 24 then the next one's 22 next one's 18 and the youngest is 14 um my biggest parenting fail um was when i was living overseas and we used to get our drains blocked quite a lot um so i was using drain and blocker down the sink one day and um very strictly and very firmly telling my four-year-old that she must not go near the stuff because it's so lethal and it's very dangerous do not go near it as I was telling her to do not to go near it she put her head in the sink to have a little look to see what I was talking about and um, um, uh, she got splashed in the eye with it as, uh, as, as, um, as I was telling her not to go near it and um, it was quite a quite a were, there was one, well, probably one of the worst nights of my life. <laughs> she was screaming so loud. The new baby was screaming and my son was crying because he thought she was going to die while I was trying to manhandle her into the kitchen and put her head under the under the water tap to just pour water through her eye, which was, was terrifying for her. It was, um, But we prayed over it and uh, it was healed the next day. It had gone. It actually corroded her eyeball a little bit though. <laughs> but it was oh. gone the corrosion left <laughs> that's me brilliant Vicky uh, yeah I'm Vicky I have two boys who are eight and six um and my fail or very funny fail uh when Noah my oldest is eight now was six weeks old um as a lot of parents know you take them for regular checkups and we've taken them to the doctor for a checkup and uh doctor had, you know needed to undress him and check him all out and everything and uh, as he started to undress him he <laughs> the doctor just said oh dear and then when we looked he realized that he'd done the most explosive poo all up his back and all down his legs and I'm with new mum here first child was like oh <laughs> so embarrassing and the doctor and the doctor stared me with the doctor that did like really quickly clean them up. Fortunately, my mum had come up and she was with me, so she helped. But um, yeah, <laughs> should have checked his nappy before I went into the doctor. To <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure so many parents have got explosive poo stories about their kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And finally, Chris. Yeah, um, we we were in Asia, and I had been left with the respons responsibility of the boys. So I've got four, I've got four boys, and um, they're now fourteen three nine and um, at that time the young the oldest two were about eight and six years old i've been given responsibility for them and got sidetracked as i do and and after about an hour after i should have been tracking where they were and what they're doing outside 
um, I which I hadn't done. There was there was a big bang at the, the door. I went I went to the door and there was other kids and they were like frantically running up trying to get onto the roof of our building, asking how to do that. And when I asked why, they said, "Well, because your two boys are stuck on the roof." And and so I I went outside and there was a there was a crowd of about 10, 15 people, and the security guard for the area that we lived standing beneath my boys that were on top of the roof looking over the edge and looking completely fraught and distressed and waiting to catch them should they fall so i had to run up another stairwell rescue them off the roof and hope that no one ever told my wife which they (laughs) did um and i was in more trouble probably than they were so that's that's my biggest parenting fail knowing your Knowing your boys as well, mate, that story does not surprise me one little bit. <laughs> uh, and guys listening, like, I deliberately didn't say we've got a panel of experts because when it comes to parents, parenting, nobody is an expert. And and so we wanted to start off with the point saying, you know, I, I'm not a parent, I'm just here to host the discussion, but none of us here are coming from a place of we get it right all the time. And, um, you know, before we started recording, Chris said, you know, I feel like I make 8,000 mistakes a day as a parent. And I'm sure you listening as a parent feel like, you know, maybe you feel like you fail more than you succeed. Um, and so we just want to have a bit of an honest and an open conversation um, about spiritually leading our kids, which I think for a lot of parents, like, strikes fear into their heart. I think, like, there's, there is, like, an undercurrent of never, never doing enough to spiritually lead our kids. Um, and like there, there's this whole like elephant in the room when it comes to Christian parents around spiritually leading their kids. And and Chris, I wonder for you, what what do you, what are some of the fears and the things that you see hold people back, and maybe yourself from spiritually leading your kids? Um, I think I think some I think sometimes I I'm scared I'm too passive with it. That's my biggest fear. And and I I didn't necessarily have I grew up in a Christian home, but didn't have it really modelled as a child of how to grow spiritually and then it becomes this big unknown of like well I, I made some choices in my own journey which led to me growing but that was in my 20s and um, so the question of how do you then raise kids to spiritually follow Jesus has always been a question and I think that I think we just we keep it real we keep it we keep it open we keep space for conversation and we have and we and we have rhythms which we'll I guess we'll talk about too but um, I think for me, like the biggest fear is that they'll they'll miss it somehow, or I've not done enough, um, or there's some secret formula out there that um, people like you know that I, I you know even you know what I mean like or or other people know, and it's like what are they doing, or what what is it that they've got? So I think that's my biggest fear really that we miss it somehow, and they end up I don't mm-hmm. know injecting heroin into their eyeballs when they're older. I, I honestly don't know. Like it, <laughs> you know, that's that's always the fear. I think that's my fear. Mm-hmm. Vicky, would you say you like the, there's like a feeling of inadequacy in a lot of parents? Yeah, I think so. I think, unfortunately, sometimes as parents, we compare ourselves to other parents and we think that someone else is doing a better job, <laughs> you know, with their kids. And so that, unfortunately, makes you feel like you're not doing a good job or you're not doing as good a job as somebody else or, you know, some, some you see somebody else. Um, so, yeah, you can you can feel like that, I think, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. Joey, what are some of the things that you've seen hold people back from spiritually leading their kids? 
Um, I think for me, I think Vicky's absolutely right. I used to spend all my time when the, the older two were young, constantly watching all of the other parents around me thinking, oh, I'm not doing like that. I'm not doing like her. She's got way better way to behave, behave children and all her children are praying deep prayers. And I'm like, oh, why not? I'm even on that page. So I used to worry a lot. But um, for me, kind of as, uh, yeah, as, as, as a parent, I think I worried that I would do too much so it would be like too intense for them because that was kind of a similar sort of the background that I grew up in, kind of the opposite of Chris. So I worried that it, I would do too much so that it would put them off um, and then too little as well. So I was kind of wanting to find a bit of a balance in the middle. Um, but I think being real has been, is for me, is really important and and kind of including God in everything as much as possible um, and making it so that it's not something weird or strange for them, you know, that it's just really natural. And that I think that for me, it's been really important to show that I love Jesus, you know, that's, and he is the reason we do what we do. And, and, and sort of that's where our starting point, I think. Mm, that's really good. Joy. And I think, and I think that's like, you can't lead, your kids to a place that you haven't been before uh, and so I think that the first thing that I would say if you want to spiritually lead your kids you need to be spiritually leading yourself and that is like all the stuff that we're going to be talking about about how to put that stuff in place for your kids like you need to be doing that as a parent and, and finding all the stuff that we're going to say like all of that applies to you as well and you know you can't lead your kids into having a, a flourishing relationship with Jesus if if you're not leading yourself to have that flourishing relationship and you're not not modeling that for, you, for your kids and, and modeling that in the home and being authentic with it as well. Like, do you know what I mean? Your, your kids will find church boring and your kids will find things where they just don't understand or don't get it. Uh, and and for me, for me as, as a leader and from, you know, working with lots of young people, the moments where I've gone, yeah, I don't understand that either, you know. Let's, let's have a look, let's wrestle that through together I think I think can be really beneficial, and, and I can imagine doing that in the home is really really important. Vicky, how do you how do you find that balance of like like Joy said there about you know not wanting to overdo it but not wanting to underdo it? What are some ways that we can find that balance and and keep a, a really strong relationship with our kids? I think oh it's it is really tricky finding that balance because you know, when you're a Christian self and you love God, you want your children to have that relationship with God, but it's equally, it's not putting too much pressure on them or, you know, forcing them to go to church or, you know, all that kind of stuff, but also just having that conversation with them and encouraging them, but yeah, keeping that relationship strong enough so that yeah, it's an open conversation about it and they can understand the reasons why it's important to you and why you might feel it's important for them, but then allowing them to make their own choices. Yeah, it is, it's tricky. <laughs> mm. And it's a bit, I mean, Chris, you've got four boys. Like, it's a bit of a battle at the moment to get them onto the homeschooling, you know, and you spend Monday to Friday maybe battling to get them on Zoom classes with school, and then it comes to Sunday, and it's a battle again. Like, how do, how do you guys tackle, tackle that? Um. Not well in this last season. I think it's been harder with, um, yeah, they're virtually connected now quite a lot. Um, we 
we definitely made one of the times a week kind of compulsory, not not because we're big meanies, but just because it's a discipline and it's a thing that we say like this is not 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 really an option. It's something that we do as followers of Jesus. And they're all still too young to kind of start getting to a point where they can make that choice for themselves. I think as they get older, um, that that might be a bit different in this particular scenario. But but for this point, it's like it's who we are. It's what we're about. We're we're a Christian family. We follow Jesus. This is what we mean. And they've they've all made commitments in that sense. So therefore, they've made that choice, and that's part of what it means to be following Jesus. So we don't give them that choice for at least one time a week. But we're not forcing them to go to everything and um, to to give them space but at least once a week they are getting a connection point which is really important it's hard um, and i think i don't think it's necessarily the content they've missed it's more the connection with people in that space and um, so yeah. i think it would be different in another season but that's 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 where we're at mm. yeah it certainly is a challenge for so many parents balance balancing that and um, just tell us tell us briefly like what do you think are the are the key reasons why parents should be spiritually leading their kids like what you know some people might be saying well Andy you're employed to be next gen pastor it's your job to spiritually lead my kids like why why is it so important that parents engage with this um I think I heard some re- uh, some research that was saying that actually if ki- if kids don't see it modeled in the home then they're going to see the hypocrisy of it uh and and just be like well you don't do it so why should we kind of thing and I think it's more it is definitely more than just taking them like let let just throwing them at the church pastor and saying it's your job um I do feel like that it's important to say that yes it's so important to spiritually lead your children and kind of you know be an example and everything but we are all getting it wrong a lot of the time Mm. and some days some days we just feel really rubbish and we are struggling and I think um it's okay um to be real and say you know this is hard for us as well and you know we we've been through times where we've all we as a family Neil and I've always made it a non-negotiable about church so uh, church has always been even at times when we ourselves have found church difficult and I'm not talking about life central now (laughs) but I'm talking about over the years we've been in churches where we haven't we haven't had much choice of what church we've had to go to so that's been our non-negotiable um but you know we 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 can't they've seen a struggle but this is our value and this is really important to us and the fact is that our kids will know even if we're struggling to show them great spiritual leadership they know that we turn to the lord all the time when we're struggling and you know as a family if we've got something that we really you know that's a problem praying is the number one thing that we will do together and that's continued that's kind of an important one so i thought so for instance one of ours has really been struggling in uh in a certain particular area recently and so we've been faithfully praying together every night about issues that have been struggling so that's been a kind of a season but from, I think they need to see it from us not just people at church mm. that's really good and, and from my point of view as next gen pastor like our heart is to partner with parents on it yeah. it's not that that you know we're saying outsource the discipleship of your child to us and we'll do it it's like it's almost like you know you're 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 the steak and we're the garlic butter and we're just we're just adding a bit of flavour to what you're already bringing at home, and I think 
what we've realised in the last year in the in the pandemic is that we can be so much better at supporting parents. And part of the reason why we're we're doing this podcast is actually we want to we want to better partner with parents. But we we know we see your kids an hour, two hours a week. There's 168 hours a week, uh, and we see them for one or two of those hours. You see them for significantly more, and so we know that that whatever whatever we teach on a Sunday or a Wednesday night, if it's backed up and reinforced at home, it's got a much more likely like chance of, of sticking and, and developing and growing. Um, I want to get like a little bit more specific now. And um, I want to focus on, on three main areas. Um, and that is um, around devotional time. So, so like kids building their own faith and their own relationship with Jesus around how do we build good routines um, with our kids and find those ones and how do we help them apply their faith um, and so Vicky you've got a six and eight, an eight year old what does like encouraging them to spend time with Jesus look like for you guys? Um, I think we started even when they were babies um, even just as part of like their bedtime routine was we'd have a bath We'd have a story. They had, you know, the, the baby type Bible, you know, that kind of thing and praying over them as as babies. And then that's kind of just grown as they've got older now and they just automatically know that at bedtime, you know, we pray about the day, we, we talk about the day um, with obviously with the younger one and a little bit with the older one as well. We kind of go through the what's happened today what do we want to talk to God about is there anything we want to say sorry to God for it's kind of you know and then what are we thankful for today and then what do we are you know what are we asking God for and it's all part of that kind of conversation at bedtime and that prayer time um and then with the older one now because he'll he's eight and he'll you know quietly read himself um a bit more now as he's getting older so he'll then have some reading time at bedtime and he'll be reading his bible um, so for us, it's quite a around bedtime. Um, we pray in the morning at the start of the day and give the day to God as well. But it's quite organic in just how we how we do it and you know involving God in the everyday and just part of it. And they they just know now because they've they've always done that that bedtime is we pray we you know we talk about the day and we talk to God about it. So yeah, it's what we do. It's great and. and- Joy and Chris, you've kind of got opposite, like Chris, you've got a house full of boys, mm-hmm. and Joy, I mean, you, your eldest is a lad, but but you've got a house full of girls. So how does it work for you guys, Chris? How does it work for teenage boys? Um, yeah, we we kind of straddle teenage boys and like kind of younger lads. Um, we we try we try and do once a day. Um, it usually happens during school term more than it does holiday time, um, and devotional times can range between three minutes and maybe 10 15 but nothing it's not like this is set thing and i'm not going to joke like we'll read like we'll read some i'll tell you some funnies um we'll read some scripture and we'll we work our way through books but like we got to one on sheep folds like jesus talked about sheep folds and the conversation was how do you fold a sheep um, <laughs> we talked about the one verse says this guy had a demon and it and it went to a conversation about can you have a pet demon like that's how extreme the conversations can go um, but then like out of the blue it can get really deep and really intense really quickly and it's like then you hit gold so it's what we've learned is like rather than making it something where they've got to get something out of each time it's just let let it flow where it needs to go and and usually the questions will come if that space is made 
and mm. and then for the older guys now it's like we're just we're relearning that space of parenting where actually at night time that's when they want to talk and usually at those spaces if we just give if we just give some space that's when they'll start talking about spiritual things mm. and and it's mm. not every night it's, it's every now and then but it's like if we don't cultivate that space or keep that space open um we we we, we, we would miss out and um, so that's that's kind of how we've done it really so being really relaxed with the larry because often it is and also really one last thing i'm sorry i know i'm talking on i probably should but also really being real with it because the bible's full of like really weird stuff mm-hmm. and and if they can't process that and can't talk about it and ask questions and delve into the that's just weird dad like we had a whole thing on why is there so much bloodshed in the bible why is david killing people all the time what's what's wrong with him like that's that's gold because it's i don't i haven't, I haven't got clear good questions then they ask real good questions and it's like okay well then we have to figure out together yeah that's when you give them sam hughes's email address and <laughs> just say ask him yeah. <laughs> joy joy having never been a teenage girl i don't know what it's like to try and engage <laughs> with having like a relationship with jesus as a teenage girl what's it like being a, a pet like how do you engage your girls with it well three of our kids are adults now so in some ways we've had to kind of take a little bit of a step back and try and just trust that whatever you know the foundations that we've laid are kind of coming into fruition um tend with our 14 year old you know again it's kind of allowing her space to be able to kind of find what she's wanting her way of doing quiet time and spending time with Jesus. um but we have we have been praying together as well at night um, one of the things that I think is really important for kids is to learn, to be able to learn that God communicates to them in all different ways and being able to really encourage them with that. And, you know, um, kind of we've had um, we've had dyslexia in our family and kind of learning issues. And so getting trying to encourage them to read the Bible in a way that's easy is quite hard for them. And I've really struggled as a parent to kind of be like, how do I get them to be able to engage in when it's when it's hard for them just to read um so a lot of i found a lot of my sort of spiritual leading has been about trying to find resources and encouraging resources that i find for them um just like giving them and i've found actually that the older ones now are really great because they keep kind of sending podcasts for the others to listen to and yeah there's the older ones are really encouraging the younger ones now so um sort of we're in that kind of space but when they were young we would pray with them and you know do, do what you guys are doing as well mm. and i'd absolutely encourage parents to use the U version bible app i know we, yeah. we've been pushing that for adults yeah. but for teenagers as well like every every series that we do in cruise there's a there's a devotional plan along that goes alongside it on U version. Yeah. So whatever the series is that we're doing it, they can they can do it alongside that. And um, there's some great resources out there. Joy, did you want to add to that? No, I was just going to say as well, um, the Bible Project. Our guys have been loving the Bible Project as well. Mm. And again, that's very visual as well, which can be good for kids who find, you know, reading quite difficult. I'm not, I think Uverse is brilliant. And I keep, you know, I, every, I think all of our guys have got it as well. But um, just variety as well for them they've all really really done well with the bible uh, bible project mm. 
yeah, there's there's some quality resources out there yeah. that you can you can use. I remember it's a little bit of a, of a throwback. I remember reading Tops Bible reading as a kid, yeah. T-O-P-Z. Um, I remember, my <laughs> mum and dad used to get that for me all the time. Um, and there's loads of stuff out there that, that you can get. There's some great youth Bibles as well. Um, I know the um, I know Youth for Christ have done a great one um, that my wife was involved in, um, the Good News Bible, which has got some really great creative stuff in there as well. I mean, just encourage you to like help your kids find their space and yeah. and don't be too harsh on them either. Like, you know, I I forget to read do my daily devotions and I forget to read it. And uh, and the key is is that we don't we don't allow ourselves to build up guilt and they don't build up mm-hmm. guilt and so just say, Hey, you missed the day. All right, let's do it. Let's make sure we do it today. Um uh, and and getting that rhythm, um, which is great. And I think coming into talking about healthy rhythm and routine, I know Joy, you said earlier about about making church a non-negotiable. Um, Chris, I don't know whether you've ever had a time with your boys where so many parents will struggle with um, particularly around football, a lot of football happens on a Sunday, um, or like hobbies and dance things that come in maybe. Like Chris, have you ever had any clashes with, with your boys about, about church on Sundays? No, we haven't. It's not been a, it's not been a okay. wrestle for us. Um, but also I think we, we've been in Asia for so long where the, the other really wasn't, you know, in so many ways yeah. it's an expat culture. It's geared towards, um, you can, give it to the way that we, the way you need to um back in the uk now we specifically chose soccer on a saturday in a club that played on saturdays only so that we mm. went creating that context so they're still getting what they need but it's not become a conflict and when they've wanted to go actually want like jonathan's wanted to go to his mate's soccer club and we, we just said no because we don't want sundays taken up and we've kind of just made that also non-negotiable really and so it's worked that way for us Mm. Yeah, I think I think it's a really interesting one about how how you make church a regular rhythm and a, and a non-negotiable. And I think I think that's a really good phrase. Maybe that's a, that's an action for somebody listening. Is is one of the non-negotiables when it comes to spiritually leading? I know some parents have said, "Well, we are going to let them play football on a Sunday, but we're we're going to make sure that you know they." they have one point of contact. So I know some parents say like, okay, you can play footy on a Sunday, but cruise you go to every week and there's there's no negotiation or, you know, back in the pre-COVID days, they would say, okay, well, you can play footy in the morning, in the afternoon, we're going to Hagley and we, we they will go to the, the afternoon service. And I think it's it's finding ways uh, to do things like that. I think just as we as we come into land, um, just to, to talk about how you help your kids apply their faith um so like joy again you mentioned about about the, um, some of the bullying stuff and praying through that um um like how how do you vicky for, for you and your boys who are six and eight like how do you get them to not just understand the church is about God, eh, sorry faith is about going to church on sunday uh, how do you get them to live that live out their faith i think it's just every day like they see how like we've said before role modeling they see what what we do and how we live our life for God and then encourage them to do the same um you know one of the things that me and my husband are really passionate about is helping to feed families that are in poverty and our boys have been part of that and have been you know just at Christmas have been in the car delivering the feed and so 
especially for our older one now, he's got a real passion now as an eight-year-old that he's, we asked him the other night, what would be your big goal? I was thinking, you want to go to Disney or something. And he said, <laughs> I don't want anyone in the world to be hungry. I was like, oh, <laughs> like that just got me. I just wasn't expecting him to say that. But, you know, it kind of comes out of just being part of our family and that's who we are and that's what we're passionate about. And I think your children see that and they're part of that. And, and like Joy said, we've had, um, we had a, a little problem similarly with uh, our oldest got bullied a little bit last year. And part of that was encouraging him to, pray for that person and he he was like well I'm not praying for this person they're being mean to me <laughs> or, you know trying to encourage them that actually yes we don't really like what that person's doing or saying but God still loves them and so it's important that you know we we pray for them and we pray about it and we ask God to help you and things like that so it, it really for us it's just it's just part of the everyday and encouraging it and and modeling it as well that's great and Joy I'll stay older how do you help them begin to work out their sense of calling on their life and you know how how do do you wrestle with that as a parent um well the funny thing is that the two the two older ones are both doing theology or have done theology in in university and we're both a bit like what (laughs) we didn't do anything to do that to, to encourage that really um I think Possibly, I mean, our son said that he would he didn't want to be involved in Christian ministry at all when he was in his teens. So um, the fact that he is, you know, just moving into that is just <laughs> amazing. I think we've just really tried to encourage them to to try and seek God for their lives and and just be like, this is, you know, we've lived overseas. We 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 gave our lives to to do what God wants, and they say they've seen that we've lived our lives for God and in what we've done with our you know what we've done so I guess they've seen that and we just we genuinely with them sort of talking about you know what what do you want to do you know look at the gifts that God's given you look at the things that really give bring you life and that God's sort of instilled in you is it a is it a is it a passion for justice is it you know wanting to share Jesus what is it that really gives you you know that God's gifted you in and we kind of just try to continually encourage that sort of mentality but I would you know I would say we we haven't gone over over the top and said you you know this is where you should go at all we've just been we've you know we, we never expected that to happen so I guess they've just been you know looking to Jesus to give them the answers I suppose mm. I suppose it's walking it through with them, isn't it? Yeah. And just like helping them process. And yeah. um, and I, I was really grateful for my parents being open-handed. Um, and they wanted me to go to university and, and I didn't. Um, and, you know, I remember because I did a gap year with Youth for Christ and then um, did a second gap year, having promised at the end of my second year, I will go to university. And halfway through the year, they talk to me about applying for a job and I just remember saying to saying to my mum why would I go to university to do something I'm not sure I want to do when I found what I think God wants me to do and they're going to pay me to do it um, and I remember my mum like holding back and then going okay I trust I trust you in your relationship with Jesus and we, we'll we'll walk this through with you and I think it is that sense of just just as parents helping just 
not even give the answers, but just ask the questions and and see where they th- they thought about it. Um, we're going to wrap up because um, time is getting away from us. Um, I'm going to come to you in a moment, Chris, for your thirty-second uh, tip. But just to say, like parents in all of this, like all of the teaching series that we do across kids and youth, um, we send out a parent cue sheet. Um, it's a little PDF with just some suggestions of how you can engage with the series. So you should get that off either Hannah um, or Harvey or Sam. Um, and basically it just runs along and, and it's like some questions that you can ask around morning time, around meal times, around bedtime. Um, and they're just little little ways that you can just engage in spiritual conversations. And so I'd encourage you to, to check your emails and, and give them a read if you've been ignoring them. Make sure you read your emails from us. Um, but yeah, I'd encourage you to use that if, if you think that's going to be helpful. But Chris, give me your 30-second tip of what people need to do before they, like, from listening to this podcast, what's one thing they need to put into action? Uh, one thing to put into action from this podcast would be, um, I, I, honestly, I'd say make, make an ace space each week where it's non-negotiable for kids because at some point they're going to make choices and they're going to have freedom. But if they've seen that discipline modelled, it gives them time to snap back to you as they go on through life. I think it's just so important that that gets modelled. And so I think it's yeah. it's based on ways that at least at least one one point a week isn't isn't a negotiable thing that they can get that access to a wider community than than just just your own family unit. Mm, that's great. We're having all issues with your audio there, Chris. So anyone listening who's thinking their headphones are breaking, they're not. <laughs> um, Chris's audio has just gone funny. And um, Joy, I'm going to come to you next. What's one thing that that, that people should do off the back of this? I I I. Um, what I would say, because um, I just, I, I really was thinking about this, and I was just reminded of two things. One is that um, in Isaiah forty verse eleven, it says He gently leads those with young, and for me, that's been my heart's kind of comfort as I've been a parent to children. That Jesus, He says He'll lead us with those with young, and so I think my first and foremost is to remember that God knows our children more than we know them ourselves and he loves them more than we do and he will if we ask him to help us lead them he will help us lead them because he knows and he knows how we can lead them well and I was just struck by this verse in James 1 verse 5 it talks about if any of you lack wisdom just ask for it and and he's the one that will give us the wisdom to know how to do it well and so I guess just just Going to him for help, that's the most important thing in parenting, I think. So I hope mm. that's helpful. That's really good, Joy. And Vicky, I'm going to let you off the hook. Um, but there is something that we would love people to do, particularly if they are parents of primary age. So just tell us about the Time Out for Parents course that we're doing in February. Yeah, so uh, we're doing uh, yeah Time Out for Parenting, Positive Parenting course. It uh, starts on the 22nd of February primary age uh parents of, no children with <laughs> parents that's the wrong way around you know what i mean you're a parent of a child <laughs> in primary age if you're a primary school <laughs> child and you're a parent sign up for the yeah. <laughs> if you're a parent with children of primary school age uh, this is for you and like we said like no parent is perfect i am not perfect as a parent yes i'm helping deliver this course but i am nowhere near um a perfect parent um so yeah it's for anybody 
that just wants to give a little bit of time to uh, think about, reflect on, invest in, um, you know, their parenting and their relationship with their children, then yes, please sign up. It's all on Zoom. So uh, we'll be all doing it virtually. So. Great. And it's it's £10 per person or per couple, um, however you're doing it. And if, if finance is an issue, you really want to do the course, but you, you know, you can't afford to, then please do get in touch with us. You can get all the details there on the Life Central Church website and if you watch any of our services you will have seen it uh, come up but guys thank you so much um, for listening today if you enjoyed it please do let us know um, you know we're, we're kind of on zoom just talking to each other we've no idea who's going to listen to this and how they're going to find it so please do uh, give us some feedback on that but in the meantime thank you to joy thank you to vicky thank you to chris have a great day guys and we'll see you again soon